0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call,
0: clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, traders. I hope you guys are ready for another
1: pre-market prep. We got another great show for you today. Let's get into today's topic. We'll talk about the FOMC minutes, um, what was said, Is there anything important to point to? We'll go ahead and touch that. We'll touch, of course, what you should pay attention to today, um, what kind of data is going on, who's speaking, and what's coming forward for the rest of the week. We'll talk about is buy the dip back? GME with a four-for-one stock split. We'll also get into, of course, uh, Triple B-Y, insider buys out there. Uh, Dennis has some comments on that. We'll talk drug maker, Merrick, Merck and talking with C-Gen here, we'll talk about that deal that's out there. And of course, we'll take a look at what earnings are after the bell. There's one that's on my radar. You guys smash the thumbs on up. Today we got, of course, our special guest, Mark Chaikin. Let's get it started. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. And like always, smash that like. Let's go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile
2: puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock
1: for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. good morning traders i'm gonna give joel a second here i'm I'm thinking he's getting his camera ready but i'll bring on dennis a little bit here how we doing good morning let's get into it before we take normally we do the futures i think joel's fixing his camera so i'm gonna give him one more second if not he'll probably let me know forget the camera uh but let's talk a little bit about what dennis wants to get into today um let's talk about by the dip is it back and um what are you seeing out there dennis
2: Oh, you want to start right with buy the dip? Yeah. I mean, it's been right back. The hop. Let's do it. We've been talking about buy the dip here for a better part of a week, week and a half here now. It is back. 100% it's back. It was an opportunity again yesterday to buy the dip. I mean, the sentiment has turned. The Fed minutes we can get into, which said 50 to 75. So, I mean, there's, there's reasons to be bullish here. The one problem is the only thing that matters is next week's CPI data. So we can have, you know, a rally, maybe we rally ahead of it. But the only thing that's going to matter is that we see inflation data that's showing the plan is working, the Fed's plan, that inflation is starting to cool. If for whatever reason we get a hot number, the rally will be gone in minutes. But I think think there's a possibility that the number might not be that hot. Maybe you get a little bit of cooling. Just show me some cooling. Show me that the plan, Fed's plan is working. We know the commodity prices have come down. We know there's a lot of reasons. We don't know if it's going to be in next month, in this data that we're going to get next week. But we can see it around us. That the price is starting to cool. I talked about the housing market. Prices on tariff falling $55,000 in the last month. I mean, there is places you can see prices starting to actually, inflation starting to slow down. The question is, it's going to
1: show up. And
2: next week's data
1: something we're all going to be watching for is that CPI data what will show up will it show inflation peaking or will it take another month uh, but let's go ahead let's get let's bring it back wind it back let's get into the futures let's see, take a look here Joel if you could share your charts whenever you're ready and we'll cover the futures action over they're all up
3: gold crude silver Bitcoin and ethereum they're all up
1: there you go. Well, quick, quick wrap there. Let's get into it. Uh, let's talk in here. Uh, Federal Reserve, um, the minutes came out. Of course, there wasn't anything really unexpected given. Uh, said that another interest rate, uh, an interest rate increase of 50 to 75 basis point is likely in the July meeting. Uh, the only thing kind of different that I saw was also noting uh, reports of consumer sales slowing and business holding back on investments due to rising costs. But that's the only thing I saw in the minutes that kind of stood out to me. Um, Do want to talk about what we've got to watch for today. We do got an EIA crude oil inventory report. We also got federal governor Christopher Waller is going to be speaking. Um, We also got St. Louis Fed President James Bullard is scheduled to speak at 1 p.m. Eastern today. So keep that on your radar. I talked about it on my Twitter. The market might get bullered today, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and then of course, U.S. employment report on Friday is definitely to watch, that'll be tomorrow. We'll keep watch on that. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to the GME four for one stocks. I'd rather here.
2: stick with market talk for a minute. You want to talk? We haven't really divided a, a little more to get in, into it here, Mitch, before we go to GME, because that's going to be a one minute segment because we can't talk anything negative about gme ever or i'll get a thousand messages at me so i almost prefer just not to talk gme but gme yes so i'll just say quickly you mentioned gme trading up on a four for one stock split stock does whatever it wants to do we know it's controlled by retail so it's its own thing that's cool not gonna say bullish or bearish on it if i say bullish everybody go rah right, off right. i say bearish i'll have a hundred people emailing me or, or, or tweeting well, at worry, me I'll say saying how minutes. bad i am so i'm not gonna say anything about gme can't talk that stock So, but let's move back to the overall market. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's very interesting here. I mean, we have such an interesting setup. We've had a nice little run, you know, and that's all it is so far. It's a nice little bear market rally. And we've seen these before. The biggest question is, is this time different? And the answer to that is unknown until Wednesday. So we could see some chop ahead of it. Um, But I think, again, like I said, I don't want to be. All cash, because if that number is not that hot next week, if we get a little bit of cooling, just show me some cooling, show me that the Fed's plan is starting to work, then you could have a, then you could see, you know, this rip your face off, you know, short squeeze continue here. Because right now, so far, it's just a short squeeze. But all rallies, and people don't realize this, all rallies in bear markets start with short squeezes. The questions get the buyers to up. come in.
3: We got earnings season coming up,
1: too. and that too, Joel. Yeah, and that I, is so
2: important as well. And they're not going to be great.
1: They're not going to be great. I also think I think tomorrow's uh jobs number is so important, right? Because I think everyone has eyes on that word recession, right? And everyone's trying to point to the negative GDP that kind of it's pointing to. But of course, what needs to happen if we are really gonna go into that recession is seeing that increase, of course, in unemployment. So I I think tomorrow's number is really massive. At least it could even help get that rally even higher, right? At uh, least I'm definitely gonna be watching it.
2: There's no doubt tomorrow's number matters as well. There's no doubt about that too. The big number still, again, is gonna be next week. I'm gonna say it again, but I think you're gonna see chop. I don't think it's a straight up market. I don't think it's a straight down market. We're gonna to continue to see chop. And that's okay. How do we trade the chop? We talk about it all the time. Buy the dip, sell the rip. Sometimes you're short in the rips, buying the dips and the downtrends. We're kind of just in this choppy market. So you can buy, sell, short, buy. You know, you can do it any way you want to do it. But basically not chasing that's always been the key to 2022 it continues to be the key we've had multiple times you know where we've had great opportunities it keeps giving you dips here this has not been a straight up market at all even intraday i mean s&p action yesterday. all April, over the place all over the, over the place. place we're up at 385 77 with difficult. 20 minutes to go and then we we lose 30 handles on I the know. s&p
3: in the last 20 minutes like I mean. That- 20, it was fifty. It was actually less than that. It was fifteen, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. I guess we're not going to close on the highs. I mean, that was a crazy 30, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually went to buy something, and I got it two handles lower than than I wanted it because it was falling so fast. But um, wow. you know what? The other thing too is, um, Paul. You know what? He's been hawkish, hawkish. You know, half, three quarters, and everything. Just one little dovish you know, and it goes along a with PI Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause he was, you know, it's transitory and then, you know, he's vocal, you know, he's all over the map and now, you know, if he just like one little thing, and I, I mentioned this yesterday. I mean, you know, the TLT, I mean, yeah, had a bad day yesterday, but man, that that's you know, that's telling you maybe, you know. Hmm. Maybe get a little rally in that. I mean, it's really come down since uh, the end of the first year. But even if that's like steady, but uh, yeah, just one hint of dovishness and, and, and this market is just going to explode.
2: That's what it is. We just, you know, and and we'll get that hand of dovishness. And that's why, again, it's the CPI data that matters because they'll go full. If we get another hot number, they go full hawkish. You know, like, yeah, that's the concern. That's there. what, that's what yeah. matters. Yeah, I so, think
1: that's that's definitely a concern. Of, of traders out there making the the choice of of do is now the time. Not is now the time to really start dipping.
2: I I have been, and you know I'm and I'm like I said, I think I'm down to like thirty nine or forty percent uh, cash in the long term account. I have been. We know at the peak I was up to fifty three or fifty four percent cash in my long term account. I keep talking, but you know, and, and it fluctuates. You know, I'm never going to be all cash. I'm never going to be all stocks. But, you know, there's that happy, you know, where do you go from there? Now, again, the trading account, I'm leaning long all the time. I'm just leaning long right now because this has been working. I I normally trade market neutral, but I'm leaning a little bit long every night because it's been somewhat working here. Obviously, Europe is still the wild card. There's still a lot of things to worry about. So we can't just come in and say, um, you know, that everything is rosy and we're starting to look good again. There's lots of concerns. We go back to the Europe situation. You look at Deutsche Bank made new lows again yesterday. There are some problems. And to your point on earnings season coming, these earnings are not going to be great, Joel. What we need to see is there's going to be some lower guides, and there may be more than normal. What we need to see is that the market takes it in stride, and they buy the dips on the lower guides like they did with Micron. Because yep. Micron has turned. There I mean, go. they lowered guidance significantly. Everybody's like, oh, here we go. The capitulatory selling on the first, which you can see when they knocked the stock down to 5140 and boom, we're up 15% from there in three days. So that's what we need to see happen because these earnings are not going to be great. Um, It's not going to be like, wow, what earnings, you know, this, you know, it's just not happening, you know, and, and, and the Fed needed that to happen. So the Fed's plan was to knock, you know, the consumer back a little bit here, knock the spending back, get the prices in check, and then eventually they can start to lower rates once inflation's in check. But that process is not been easy so far
1: we can uh, touch the destruction continued destruction in oil i have to say uh dennis you you've been pretty on point on that uh turnaround there um do you see continued action or do you think it's kind of gotten to the point where it's also getting to the point now it's like oversold on the downside
2: well yeah that's just it a lot of bad news and that's why you know i turned you know, somewhat bullish. I'd say, you know, it's temporary bullishness for the simple reason until, you know, obviously I'll be pure market neutral probably going into Wednesday because who knows at that point. But I think there's a lot of bad news priced in. You can clearly see. You know, i I had my head out saying the ARKK 2022 low is in. Like this is, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but everything so far is showing so far, so far so good. So... I think there's just a lot of bad news price. I mean, Zoom taken off, you know, and obviously yesterday pulls back because nothing's going to go straight up in this market. This is not easy peasy market. There's going to be dips to be bought, but those dips, you know, keep coming and giving you chances. And it seems like there's buyers behind on every dip. So the good news is buy the dip is back. Buy the rip is not back. In 2020, we had buy the dip and buy the rip. You know, they were just buying, 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 no matter what. And that's how we exploded up to you know SP 26, 27 times earnings, which is absurd. So we're coming back down to reasonableness now, trading 17, 18 times. But if the earnings start to come down, again, like I said, that PE can go up. So we have some concerns, but we also have a lot of bad news priced in. So weighing that, where does that bring you to your market opinion? it puts me a little more on the bullish side right now but i'm still cautiously bullish waiting for next week's cpi. For oil, just real
3: quick on oil here and i'll pull up the chart. I mean, you know, we're going to forget that negative 30 value because, you know, that was just an anomaly. But you look at, you know, 10 and that was artificially low, right? I mean, you know, uh, the um uh the pandemic, okay. Well, 120 is artificially high, right? So I think you got a date with like, you know, just with the, you know, the slow, you know, the high price, people are just not going to be spending as much, much money. It's a slow transformation to EV, but I think, I think you see oil. I think an equilibrium might be like 75, 80 bucks, you know, come down there. Cause you know, 10 was Sounds an extreme. Right. Yeah. 120 was an extreme. Why not come down, you know, 75, 80 bucks. Cause and also, you know, right now, That they're greasing those pumps, man. They are just pumping all the oil that they can get out there at these prices. And you know that they're hedging. They just got to be selling the daylights out of the futures and and all the related products. As far as the stocks look are, man, now you got a whole different uh, market structure here. You went from 85 to 105 in a couple weeks. And then you came down, people, oh, I'm buying the dip at 100. Oh, I'm buying at 95. Oh, I'm buying at 90. Oh, I'm buying at 85. Now you got sellers. You're going to have sellers all over the place lining up on this time. On the the rallies. On the rallies, yeah. Yeah. It's just a different market structure now. People are just stuck. Oh, I shouldn't. Why did I buy that in triple digits? Exxon Mobil is going to, you know, it's just uh, going to be a lot of buyer's remorse. Probably these stocks are going to end up looking like the gross stocks, you know. Eventually, It it, it was
2: crowded. We talked about that. I mean, Nucor was your tip-off when Nucor went from $187 two months ago, literally, April 27, May 27, June 27, two and a half months ago, making new all-time highs. This stock's almost been cut in half. This is the best steel company in the world. I mean, that's, you know, one tell. And it was way ahead of oil. And it kept going. And I kept saying, "I eventually, it's going to come for the oil stocks. I was a month early. I kept saying in May, they're coming for them. They're coming for them. They're coming for them. I said it in the utilities, too. I said, they eventually, they're going to start to hit that stuff, too. Eventually, they did. It just took a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> and that's with me, is that I've got the tells. You know, I'm feeling it. Too early. A lot of times, the, I'm early. So, a lot thing, of times, my timing is early. So, the only but thing it I, did. And it did come for it.
1: The only thing I would kind of kind of watch for is, uh, was this more kind of also kind of seasonality of, uh, coming into play a little bit uh, i'm gonna keep watch because I, I have a feeling in winter we might see another rally but we'll see what happens let's go ahead let's get into our guest today let's bring on none other than mark Chakin, founder of Chakin analytics how we doing mark
4: we're doing great it's my birthday tomorrow so I'm oh, happy early, happy
1: early yeah. birthday i'm yep. sure the chat will wish you the same mm-hmm
2: So so Mark, how are you approaching this market? Obviously, it's been a little bit of a chop fest. I mean, we got CPI data last week. Bullard's talking this afternoon. Earnings season is coming. There's a lot of balls to juggle here. How are you approaching? You know, we had a nice little rally here in the last week or two in some stocks, but then other stocks, kind of like a value to growth rotation thing going on. Some of the value stocks have continued to be hit. The growth stocks have slightly started to pick it up here. How are you approaching these
4: markets? Uh, Cautiously. I think uh, we we have trouble getting above 4,000 on the S&P. And my view has been for a long time that there'll be a great buying opportunity here in 2022, but it's based on history, it's more likely to come in September, October. So um, what we had last week, or this week on uh, Tuesday, was a a mini uh, W test of the previous low and a big reversal. So that's gotten everybody interested in the buy the dip again as you guys were just discussing but the simplest way to play this market is with the defensive stocks uh that's never been my bag because you know it's like being oh you can't use words like half pregnant anymore politically correct incorrect but it's sort of like neither hot nor cold what I am finding interesting, though, are s- uh, selective stocks. And I think this is now going to become a stock picker's market. They're, they've yeah. clearly unwound the you know, short um, arc stocks and long energy. I mean, that's been where all the money's been going in terms of hot money over the last three months. But I'm looking at stocks like Alibaba. CRISPR, which is the only um, Kathy Wood stock that has a bullish shake in power gauge rating. And they're starting to look really interesting to me. I'm seeing price targets raised by brokerages on Alibaba. Yesterday, someone raised their target by 10 bucks. And CRISPR's chart is very constructive. And long term, I believe in the technology that they're developing in terms of curing diseases and vaccines and so forth. So I think it's a stock picker's market, but I'm a seller up at four thousand, not a buyer.
1: All right, I want to jump in here. I know that uh, before you used to like Unity, so I know the chat's asking about it here. What do you think about it now, Mark?
4: Well, it's a it's a broken wing, fallen angel type stock. It's forming a great base, but um, until the, the market gets some speculative fever, it's just not I, not going to be the kind of stock it was but that's a really nice base there and if you can buy the dip uh this stock may have a future uh i I mean clearly they got the technology to do not just a metaverse or uh you know whatever they call that three um but they do have the technology to enable virtual tours of factories and cars and so forth so Interesting. But one stock that has, uh, that I've liked, uh, Doximity, which is the only telehealth, uh, it's not really telehealth, but the only, elect, uh, you know, sort of digital medicine company that uh, is making money. And that's got a really good chart. So I, I think where this all leads me is it's a stock picker's market now. And, um, yeah. you know, okay. I'm, Obviously, in pain on energy, because uh, I think the long term picture for energy, particularly natural gas, is really bullish. But you had that uh, fire explosion at the Freeport Refinery. And that just took the starch out of EQT and and the more speculative natural gas stocks. So uh, I, I think long term, I'd stay with these. Buying uh, this current weakness takes... Uh, a little bit of a leap of faith. But I, I believe, as uh, Mitch just said, come winter, Europe is still in a really bad place in terms of uh, natural gas.
1: Perfect. So you, you would say lean in more to natural gas than oil uh, there? Would you? Is that what you'd say? Well, the oil
4: stocks have come down so much that I think some of them are, are cheap here. It's interesting because Goldman Sachs, as you pointed out, came out with that $65 crude prediction, but then they raised their price targets on things like PSX. So, and Fang, that really doesn't make any sense. Uh, It it seems like there are two camps at Goldman. There's the commodities camp, and then there's the stock analyst camp. But uh, I I do favor EQT, and uh, there's a couple of other um, better balance sheet stocks in the natural gas space um, that I do like long-term. I, I think there'll be another run in natural gas.
2: I mean, if you wanted to get into the commodity trade, I mean, it's given you an opportunity oh, here yeah. now because we've come off substantially here. So if you're underweight commodities, there is an opportunity here. If you think you know, that we're gonna go right back into the situation that we had a couple months ago for a retracement maybe of some of these moves. I mean, some of these stocks have come down substantially.
4: Well, remember that big spike up in oil to the peak at 120 really was part of a recession denial mentality. Now everybody's embracing recession. Yes. Oh, it's, you know, so that's really affected the commodities in a big way that what we don't know, and you touched on PE ratios earlier, is a 25% derating, you know, shrinkage in PE enough Based on what we're going to start seeing in terms of earnings. So, you know, that, that's a, the big unknown. That's the other shoe that's going to drop. And I, it's not just the micron syndrome, it's the reality of do we get stagflation? Do we get really serious hit to corporate earnings? And that justifies a 14 multiple instead of a 16.8 multiple. And, and there's no way to know that. That's really a, a market mood. Kind of thing and guidance will give us a tip off
1: definitely well you guys heard it here from mark chakin it's looks like it's starting to be that stock pickers type of market we'll definitely be watching to see um which one of these starts getting picked up uh thank you for joining us today mark chakin the founder of chakin analytics definitely check that on out guys um you guys can check it on out right on his website i'll make sure to include it in the description below uh, thank by you, the mark.
4: way CPI on Wednesday uh, the 13th. So that's a a big number and PPI suggests that it's going to be a big number. So uh, we'll see whether that's already built into the market.
1: All right. We'll see what happens there. Thank you, Mark, for joining us today. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep it going with the topics. Uh, One topic that we wanted to get into next is Triple B-Y getting insider buys. Um, I want to show you guys that uh, and also kind of give you uh, some background there. I know Dennis has been looking at recently. There's more insider buys on out there. Here you guys see here. Um, what happened here was uh, Sue Gove, interim CEO uh, bought here 50 K at $4 and 61 cents. I'm sure that had to do with uh, kind of uh, a nice little purchase there. Also by the director, Harriet Elderman um, here was 10 uh, K and 10k all at 461 then these were at 494 and 490s uh looks like there's definitely been more insider buys lately. What have you seen out there, Dennis?
2: Yeah, um, just this is a good example, you know, of that insider buys can move stocks. I mean, especially when they're beaten down, you know, stocks are looking for a vote of confidence. This stock has been straight down. It feels like forever. I mean, back in March, $28, we're talking about a $4 stock now, you know, the New York Post article, There's you know, turning off the air conditioning to save power. <laughs> I don't know how much truth is to that. Um, but, i mean this stock this company has problems this, the company has serious problems i don't know if it's a zero or not there's a very possibility it might be but what i can say is nothing goes straight to zero when you see insider buys coming in it you know that you haven't seen you know and, and there's been a couple insider buys and in bed bath beyond along the way but you get three you get the interim ceo you know coming in showing a vote of confidence here and that's what it is they're trying to give it they're coming in here you know just trying to give it a vote of confidence it wasn't a huge purchase so i you know, but, but you can see little squeezes in that. Now, again, when stocks become marginal at $5, I mean, it's always a, a bogey. So I think this thing will probably struggle at $5 here again. Um, hard to just say this is the turnaround story specifically. But what I just wanted to comment in general is that I'm seeing more insider buys across the board. And maybe it's selective perception on my part, but I do watch the insider trading action. We saw lots of insider selling last year. You could just not stop. It was just insider sells everywhere. And there's always insider selling. Uh, but I'm seeing more insider buys now, which makes me more confident that, you know, there is some, you know, CEOs that are saying, hey, my stock is too cheap here now. And I'm willing to, you know, maybe not in the case of Bed Bath & Beyond, because CEOs are trying to get right. there's a that's a
3: Right. Di- there's a, <laughs> a, a different there. type of a yeah, buy. yeah
2: and yeah. it's pretty small but there is um you know that you know seems like insider buys coming in across the board more than normal which makes me think that hey a lot of CEOs think their stocks are too cheap
3: is this uh is this guy bought before you know Well, guy? I think
2: he's new the new CEO right oh he's a, so, yeah, oh he just came in a, yeah. okay. this well, is the great. early vote of confidence just yeah, it, yeah. happens it's a and it's going to lift the stock yeah. a little bit here this morning you know, just like you know, the GameStop does a split, it's going to lift the stock. Is it sustainable? I mean, that's oh, the big man. question. But I had had Bed Bath and Beyond in my portfolio for a little bit there because I was I was banking on obviously uh, see, <laughs> you know, the Chewy CEO if you could do anything with it. But um, you know, that's never materialized into anything. So um, I sold it and took the loss. Obviously, um, you know, and obviously I should have never been in it because fundamentally there was no reason to be in Bed Bath and Beyond. But the stock has just murdered everyone. I mean, this yeah. is a path that looks like it's this death by a thousand cuts, and eventually it's just going to get you in. There was never a real bad day. It was just that. And that was a lot of these stocks, just the death by a thousand cuts where it goes down, you know, 3% every day, every day, every day. And then you're looking, it's like, when did Beth, Bath and Beyond get down to four bucks? Last time you look
3: in April, it was 20. So yeah. just
2: crazy moves.
3: Uh, you know, a bunch of lows at the 450, 460 area. And you know, so if you want to pick it up on the cheap, and then your pre-market high is just over 490. I mean, your three-day high is 502. So 460 to five stores are too big. They got to close stores. I don't know what their online presence is. They need smaller stores. They need cheaper leases. I mean, there's some companies that you know, like the insider buy. You know, maybe means a little bit something to you. Yeah. This means. Yeah, and then that uh, Ryan Cohn I mentioned on the you know his his uh, his um his tweet I almost responded but I don't respond anymore. Um, You know he was (laughs) always his tweet. His tweet was like CEOs that leave the company you know should like give the money back that they made. uh, You know all the money that they made that leave the company in shambles. And I'm like, yeah. What about the insider? You know the the uh, activists that pump the stock to get people in at thirty, thirty-five, and forty, and then the stock goes to five bucks. So I want to, you know, why don't you reimburse all those point, uh, shareholders? I mean, I, you know, this activist crap. I mean, come on, that guy should just take his his money and run. And like the GME four for one stock split, I'm, I'm not going to make any comments on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ryan Cohen has influence, and, you know, he tweets something out, and you know, remember in 2020, he tweets an ice cream cone, wasn't it, like, and everybody's buying stocks, I mean, the meme, you know, stuff. It, it's tough, though, I mean, it's still a matter of, like, some of these companies are not very good companies, and they're not all going to be huge turnaround stories, I know it worked out great for GME, but, you know, even there's an if you sold. There. Well, I mean, it's still up there, Joel. I cannot believe the stock is still $117. I'm just uh, flabbergasted. uh,
1: What I would say is, um, why not just let the market split the stock, right? At least that's what I would think uh, would happen here. Um, Up there at 123, it's already lost about 100. Who's not to say that it doesn't get down there to 50? Um, But that's just the way that I see it here. A lot of stocks have been talking about stock splits. I mean, Tesla also on the big retrace also been talking about a stock split. So it's kind of tough to kind of see stock splits here, but we've been seeing so many of them. What's not to see these continue. We got Franz
2: in the chat saying the huge short interest here in Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm gonna say it again, if you're buying stocks and putting them in your long-term accounts because they have a high short interest, you're probably going to be left with a lot of bad companies because there's a reason that the short interest is high on a lot of these stocks. And it's because the companies are struggling. And I mean, anybody who is buying Bed Bath and Beyond because it has a high short interest, um, you know, Shouldn't in banking, be. that there's going to be this big short squeeze has been murdered. The stock is making what? How, how many year low is this right now? $4. I guess 2020, we got down to $4. Um, it's you... Very challenging there, but yeah. yeah it, I mean... It's tough. It's a tough game. To just buy any stock that was fun game in 2020 maybe even a little bit in 2021, 2021 yeah. that is not working in 2022 fundamentals are starting to take over it still worked in gme held up well amc held up fairly well i mean if you can say from 70 to 12 is held up well but i mean it's not back to five um you know GameStop's not back to you know five bucks either but it's tough i'm just gonna you know that's my tip to newer investors don't worry so much about short interest. It's something, you know, that is to, you know, it's good to know it, but if your whole investment thesis is built around short interest, I think you're going to have a hard time making money in the long run in this market.
0: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast.
1: Yeah, it's very difficult to tell when uh, the short squeezes are coming and uh, you could ride them down the wave very far before you get that squeeze or it could never come and it could just be a slow leak out. So definitely uh, dangerous to play that game. Big time. All right, let's go to Merck here. Let's go to some bigger news here. Let's go to Merck. Merck, Merck. All right, we'll talk about it here. Drug maker Merck uh, is in talk with C-Gen in a deal that could be worse. Uh, Yeah, well, you know. They're in talk to at talk least there's a, a money money on the end of this now roughly forty billion or more. Wall Street Journal reporting on Wednesday, the company is discussing a price above two hundred dollars a share for Cgen. Uh, the report citing from people familiar with the matter. So, what do you guys think here?
2: I mean, this stock has been so supposedly going to be bought by Merck for a month or two, or even longer than that. Like so, I just you know make the deal official so we can stop talking about it here um you know the stock has been hanging out there 175 to 184 reason they know Merck is still going to eventually probably buy this company now it looks like it's you know it's getting closer anyways but still not official so Merck trading down on it just slightly here sGn obviously getting the lift here we we I don't know. You got to crunch the numbers and see where the 40 bill takes the price to. Yeah. But Ooh, it it nice looks spot. like, remember, time, value, money. Remember, we never had to do that two years ago, worry about time, value, and money. In an interest rate environment where they're offering a three and a half, four percent 4% on risk-free money, that's all of a sudden, you know, you got to consider that. You know, part of that the equation. equation. It's part of the equation now. You know, if you go back to your CFA calculators, and that was a big part, you know, the risk-free rate, throwing it in there to calculate it out. While the risk-free rate is next to zero, it's not zero anymore. So you've got to consider all those factors but I don't know what to say I mean
3: Street's laughing at that $200 price tag right now I Well mean, it might be
2: 200 bucks yeah, but yeah. then you got 182 so let's say it's 200 bucks I mean you still have time value of money this thing takes a year to close well, there's only, you know, $18 upside. That's 10%. Well, you get 5% risk-free. What well, if the deal doesn't go through,
3: I mean, even if you get a $200 price tag, it ain't going to $200 tomorrow. No, no. Uh, it got a big pop and it's already leaking. Uh, you know, some people, the 4Mers <laughs> took it up to 187 so I'd use that, you know, as a short-term target. I mean, it's very hard to uh, trade a stock that's in play, but uh, 187 and what's this high here? Boom, 192.79. But you know, if 200 bucks on the table, then then you know, then you're looking at you know 17, 17 and dollars of uh, of free money. If uh, all of a sudden you hear a, a headline that uh Merck walks away, uh look out below. I mean, simple as that. I don't think anyone else is coming in. Merck has held up very well back oh, to where all. I sold this thing back in uh Man, it must have been in the 90s it got up. I think it's, in the 90s. Ni- remember that, Dennis? Yeah. I, Mer- I, I don't Mer- really have the chart. I had it. Everybody then, thinks
2: this has just been an unbelievable mover. But if you go back, I believe the all-time high back in like the year 2000. Is it's like not even on these charts. Yeah. 20 years. And basically it's just back to even. And that's because in, in 1990 and 2000, they were paying, you know, 30, 40 times earnings for a healthcare stock. Now they pay eight times for that. So the company has grown, grown, grown. The multiple contraction obviously happened and it never obviously re-expanded into the craziness because it's a pharmaceutical stock. So I don't know what the hell people were paying 35, 40 times earnings, but in 2000, the bubble of all bubbles. And yeah, it was more of a bubble in 2000. Than it was in 2021, um, at, at least for the majority of stocks. It's finally gotten back there. I'm long Merck in the long-term account. We know hey, I Joe? bought about a decade ago, about thirty bucks. I think I paid thirty-three dollars. I sold actually a little piece of it. Um, just it's it's run a long ways, and I'm just I don't know if I was if I was if, if I, I wouldn't want to be investing in Merck up here at this no point way. in time. It's run a long ways. The reason I hold the majority of the position is because I don't want to pay the tax. And that hasn't uh, worked out so well in some of my stocks. <laughs> I, should have paid
3: the I, I, I should have paid the tax. I know, I know it. I whatever. We won't go in that. again. We'll
2: there's that. ways to push the pet tax bill too. Remember, you do the calls and the puts. You can. Put yeah, specific, you did that
3: with uh, what? Yeah, MasterCard? I, I, I
2: did that with Mastercard I pushed the next tax year because I was nervous about it. Locked in my 350 price. You know, sold the calls, bought the puts, and with 350 strike for the January. So you can lock it in. You can push the the sale price further down you know if you don't want to lock the tax in this year there's different you know ways to do that but again you still got to pay the tax you're paying it today or you're paying it tomorrow you're paying the tax
1: exactly that's what i was wondering there um if you guys uh in this recent downturn have learned a little bit more lessons in there um or you've taken anything out of this downturn should you be maybe selling at the top there what you think is the top or do you just hang on to your shoes and and kind of go through the downturns what do you think joe i know that you hold often and you've gone through many like waves boring, in the Buffy market i'll, slow slow, I'll let
3: uh i'll let Day he doesn't sell I anything uh, i'll let joel... dean and emily figure out the tax bill i'm not gonna do that. <laughs> joel, joel, joel doesn't sell anything he just holds <laughs> yeah. forever well, out, yeah, he so. like
2: vsco not so much
3: <laughs> yeah and, uh, no i i mean that's that's not a factor i just you know don't, don't, you know, I pay enough in taxes, right? I mean, you know, except for at the end of the year, you know, if uh, there's some losers in there, you know, play it that way. And uh, I sell and-
2: everything at the end of the year. And unless it's in a registered account, which the taxes aren't deductible anyways, I clean up my portfolio, the, yep. the long-term account every year in December, you know, before the end of the That's year, right. That's it. realize whatever, you know, crappy stock you had in there. Get rid of it, you know. Minimize your tax bill as much as you can, and then you start with a fresh slate. Exactly. You start with all you know winners again. And the registered account is different trading when the when the whole thing's taxed. You know, when you turn sixty-five or seventy or whenever it is. I mean, it's just a different you know animal. But outside any registered money, you know, that and, and we call it registered in Ontario. I know you guys got your IRA and, and it's different setup there. But you know, same thing. You're outside. If you're just you know playing your own you know outside money that isn't in any retirement plan. I clean it up every year.
1: All right, let's go to the next topic here. I wanted to talk about Winnie Wu here, strategist from Bank of America, stepping up, saying that uh, investors should take short term corrections in Chinese markets as buying opportunities. Looking at the bigger picture, the worst is in turn uh, of corporate earnings, the disruption, COVID cases, and those should be behind us in the second quarter already. This is Winnie Wu strategist from Bank of America, and this was told to CNBC. What do you guys think here? What do you guys think? No here uh, Alibaba uh, yeah. We're just, just all Chinese. Markets buying opportunity given by Winnie Wu, strategist. We've uh, said that. America. JP Morgan bottom ticked it. You know, with that oh, call, it was all
2: uninvestable. Yeah, yep. and that was the bottom of Alibaba. was the bottom of everything, the capitulation. We've had capitulatory selling. Everybody's, oh, we're going to see capitulation. You've seen capitulation in different pockets all year. Capitulation happened in March in Alibaba when it went from 100 bucks hundred dollar stock it went down to seventy three dollars in four days that's capitulation folks and that was the jp morgan bottom obviously when they said you know this is uninvestable they said it right at the bottom that came out that note and then the stock ripped higher i mean i think we've already seen the capitulatory selling in the chinese names so you know can you buy them on pullbacks there's always obviously political concerns We've, we've talked this stuff again and again and again but, you know, if you're so inclined, there's been a huge underperformance in, in emerging markets, and especially in China. So could there be, you know, could this lead us out of here? It's possible. I, I think the BABA chart is constructive here. I think it looks actually pretty good. I think it's gearing up if you get above 125 to be in breakout yep, mode here. There you go. So I don't mind. I'd say above 125, there's a trade in here. I don't know long term if I want to invest in China. I've been born in the Yeah. But above yeah. 125 from a technical base, you can trade anything technically. It starts to look like a breakout.
3: Um, uh, it's it's strong this morning. It's up above 16. And uh I mean, you have you have this one high that was one crazy high, 124.11. Uh, that was just a big move in five, six days. So there's your ultimate target. Uh, but this 120 has been pesky here. So, you know, if you're buying this off the hop, you don't want to see this thing at like 119 and a half. You a seller at 1120 tens a high. You've stuck over it a couple times. So let's make 120 support. And I'll get super bullish here. If it can come up and take out 125 and then uh, make a bunch of lows in this area, hold 120, then I'd look for another leg higher. If not, maybe get a chance to buy it on the cheap or cheaper than this.
1: Okay. Uh, nice. Levi has earnings after, after the bell today. Um, let's take a quick look at that chart.
3: Uh, boom, boom. Uh, not much kind of hanging out near the low of the move. You got double bottom. Expectations are in the gutter. Yeah. Expectations are the gutter. I mean, it, I want to be shorted into the report. I'd keep an eye. Um, like it has a like 1650. That's a big area. Last four or five days, and their they're, their clothes last too long. They got to make them cheaper.
4: Good
2: <laughs> jeans last forever. I know. I mean, you gotta it's... have planned. What is it called planned obsolescence? Obsolescence. There right? yeah, you go. That's obsolescence. A like, your War TV. Term. like 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 LG does it fantastically. You know, I bought an LG TV. Two year warranty on the thing. It broke at two and a half years. So. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't buy I... another TV. I didn't buy another LG after that, but you know, and that was obviously maybe just a you know. I'm not saying lg's bad. I just had a bad experience with it. But I mean, things are break. I mean, those plasmas they were making years ago were planned to break after seven years. I mean, I don't think the new LED TVs are like that. You can change the bulbs and stuff. But I mean, this is you know, they gotta make they make the stuff to break. So it's a, there's a point there. joel those jeans <laughs> last forever. Never have to buy another pair of jeans. <laughs>
1: all right let's go towards an extended ticker time here you guys drop your tickers in the chat let's go ahead let's dive on in what tickers are out there i did see amazon mentioned let's take a quick look at amazon
2: i'm long amazon i rebought my shares that i sold at and everybody just called me stupid when i sold at 3200 and said you're never gonna get the stock back well i did i got it back at 20 i don't know what the split thing like 2100 i think it would be so Eight bucks or whatever the heck that was. Really, after. that was
3: good. That was
0: good timing. Yeah, I scalped
2: myself a good thousand points on that from the Amazon. So i anticipating the sell off, sell off happened. I'm back in my Amazon position. I only got the half size, so I should rebuy the whole thing. I think on pullbacks, I think Amazon's put in a nice floor. I think there's so many stocks, growth stocks, tech stocks that have put in a nice floor. So the technicals are starting to look pretty good. The problem is we got a lot of fundamentals coming at us. <laughs> and a if lot. Amazon comes out and warns. You know, if the CPI data is hot, there's a lot of reasons we could go back down to the lows. But so far, so good. Amazon, nice bottom, right at 100 bucks, the old 2,000 level, which is the level you would think it would bottom at. This market trades logical, man. it's best, except, uh, 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 except for a few pockets, this market 2022 has been one of those most logical markets that I've seen in a long time.
3: Uh, short-term target, uh, you know, just looking at, uh, 117.98, that was the high from last week. Uh, this was the split run up, split run down, came back up, you know, just what's the 50% here? I bet you it's right in this area. This is what you need to do. 101. I bet you this is going to be easy. Ooh, boy, this got the 129, 28 point move. 115, you know, that's, you know, that's. Pop above 115 and and build a little bit of a base, right? And then, you know, build a base. Show me people want to be... Uh, buyers consistent buyers like they were here at 100 101 102 show me you want to be consistent buyer here i think with amazon too i mean their earnings just got so distorted because of covid right and everyone was ordering everything and they just it it was just hard i think their earnings are just they're going to smooth out a little bit it's going to take a few years they just had just crazy numbers uh, because of COVID. And now it's just coming back to reality.
2: But online shopping is not going away. They're still your leader. They're going to exactly. remain your leader and they got the cloud. cloud. So there's a lot yep. of reasons to own Amazon. And by the way, Joe, you can't say you people. Nobody gets that. He doesn't get that joke. He said you people. Don Cherry fired for you people. Really? Canada. Yeah. You <laughs> people. You
1: can't say you people. You can't say that no more, Joel. No. Cat uh, and DE, time to buy. Uh, it's an interesting one mentioned here. I saw Cat mentioned by some, DE mentioned by some. So why not touch them both? EXS wants to ask. Cat and DE, what do you guys think? Um, They've been beat up pretty good.
2: They're oversold, deservingly so. Um, Because if we go into a recession, big equipment is the first thing Ooh. people aren't buying. It's big ticket items. I don't want to buy them because it's big ticket stuff. And we do go into, you know, trouble sometimes and billing starts to slow and recession. These are not recession stocks. So if you think we're going to recession, yikes. Um, and that's, you know, it's this is the recession trade. This is why they went down so hard. If you're asking yourself, why is caterpillar and deer getting killed? You're not listening to what is happening out here. Non-soft landing, equaling recession, deer, cat, or sells. Now they've sold a lot. So is it priced in? I don't know. If we have a soft landing, there'll be absolute buys if we don't go into recession. But right now, it's still showing like we might go in a recession, and big-ticket items don't do well in recessionary environments.
3: We got some news on it today. On Cat? Yeah, I mean, it's up five bucks. It's a yeah,
2: That's a good question. I think we probably do. That's a big uh, move for Cat. Check right
3: yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh...
2: I didn't check the headlines, but I'll go check right now.
3: I mean, compared to uh, the six times, yeah. Yeah, we'll find out later on or something, right? Uh, You popped this 179 for some unknown reason. So keep an eye on that. That's your pre market high. Uh, Man, horrible relative strength. Made a new low for the move yesterday. Yesterday of all days. So exhibit, you know, uh, exhibiting poor relative strength, potential double bottom there down at the 170 area. So I think that's really your risk. Um, On the upside, I think things could get interesting if it busts above uh, the four day high, Uh, 182.14. Without knowing the news here, uh, it just seems like it's up more than the market. Uh, And uh, let's go with uh, Deer, DE. I, someone must have a note out somewhere. This is up five bucks too.
2: Yeah, uh, I think you're. I think there's something too. There, yeah, the, there's, said something. there's
3: news out there. We don't know. I don't know. Ninety four eighty. I'd keep an eye on that. That's your two day high.
1: Yeah, I'm looking around to try to see if there's news out there that's getting this up. The news is,
3: that, is that we don't know the news.
1: Eh, that's what it is. Now uh, let's keep going forward here. Let's take a look at. Uh, It's been a really good mover lately. So Roblox, RBLX.
2: This is the kind of stock that has turned. This is the kind of stock that I probably would be a a ARKK favorite, right? (laughs) This is the kind of stock that bottomed in May. This is an ARKK favorite. You're absolutely right. Am I sticking in the long-term account? No, none of these stocks touch my long-term account. But as trades right now, they're a buy on dips. I mean, you get back down near the 35, you're probably going to find buyers here again. I mean, this stock has been hammered. I mean, what do you want from a short side? Stock goes from $140 to 20 I mean, that's the big meat. The big meat on the move on the short side has happened. Could Roblox eventually continue to go down and continue to slide? Could it go to zero? It could. I'm not going to say it can't, but right now, the market has turned towards growthy names, and the sentiment is buy the dip on growth. RBLX fits that
3: bill. Uh, Dennis is referring to, uh, the wow, the lows are quite two lows down at the 34 area doesn't look like you're going to see that today uh inside day yesterday right um someone's ganging up on this thing at 40 so keep an eye uh two day high 40 35 and they showed their real hand yesterday they stuck the, the size out at 40 so there there's you know you got room on the upside i'd be cautious though If this thing doesn't get away from here and doesn't get above 40, hold 40, and then make it support. So that's what I'm looking at. Got to get rid of that sneaky seller at 40. And on the cheap, yeah, yesterday's low 37.41, if you get a look at that on a a decline. I'd use that probably to cover short. I don't know if I'd want to use that to initiate a a uh, long-term buy in the issue.
2: Keep us Excellent. going here, Mitch. Keep yeah, us going. Go. We're tickers. We have tickers coming. Everybody want to talk AMD. I'm taking over. AMD. Go for it. I'm still long AMD. Bag holding this sucker all the way down from 108 bucks, I think. So I'm still in it. I know. That's an ugly one. It's in the retirement account. I guess I'm going to retire with it. Um,
4: <laughs> it's in the wife's $75. Account,
2: yeah, there you go. $75. 76 It's up. I would be a buyer of pullbacks on this. I think I might actually add eventually to my AMD um, I don't know if the bottom's in on any of these stocks, but I think they've gotten it's so down. hard to they've tell. Yeah, a lot of bad news. So I like the response to Micron. I think Micron, you know, trading up after its disappointing report is a huge tell for the sector. Can AMD, you know, is it gonna get hit on its earnings? It might. Maybe you're gonna wait on these. Maybe the the, the thing is to wait till the earnings, the earnings disappoint, the stock dips, and then maybe a strike. And maybe that's how I'm gonna buy some stocks. Maybe I'm not going to chase my long term, but, you know, wait and start seeing. Are they buying these stocks and bouncing them back on disappointing earnings? I start seeing more of that. It's going to make me more interested. But again, it's hard to go all in ahead of the CPI data next week.
3: Uh, I don't know where to buy it or when to buy it. But next time Lisa Sue is on Kramer, that's when you sell it. When she comes out with some bullish comments on that. Pre-market high is 77 So we'll keep an eye on that. We're only 18 cents away from that. Looks like you could press it. And then uh, maybe if you get a rip-roaring market today, uh, maybe get closer to 79. Uh, That's two bucks away, 78.91. Coming back on the downside, if I wanted to try and pick it up on a retreat, yesterday's high, 76.28. Maybe get a little bit cheaper than that, maybe 76 and then... Uh, lean on the double close area from tuesday and wednesday 520 and 535
2: i mean everybody's nervous chats nervous everybody's nervous about a lot of these stocks and i've been nervous about a lot of these stocks for a long time i just feel like at a certain point in time you gotta start dipping your toe back into the water if you want to be in the markets and you want to make money you can't just sit with 100 cash all the time and expect to you know pay the bills so at a certain point in time, you got to start nibbling your toe back in. I think there's a lot of tells that are saying it's not safe. It's never safe, especially in this environment to the dip. But I think there's a lot of tells that says there's still some money. There is some money now to be made buying the dip.
3: We just made a new high. It's 6850. Nothing there for you, folks. Uh 75. Uh that was uh Wednesday's high, yesterday's high. So that's uh that's a short-term target on the upside. I'm not seeing anything on the dailies. There's really nothing in here as far as like a, a good level of lean on here. We got a perhaps um, your seven-day close is closer to 3900 uh, Coming back down, I mean, I'd like to see the close again. Uh, that was at 3848 Maybe you get, to, you get some sellers coming in off the open. People are like, oh, I should have sold yesterday before it had that crazy move in the last 15 minutes. Might even have been less than that. Uh, but that's what we're looking at um, in the overall market. Uh, what else do we want to go? We they want to go- talk
2: Marvel. I bought Marvel in the long term portfolio two days ago. I bought it at 4150. I'm already nice. at 4485. Um the reason again was it was bouncing down. I just looked at the long term support at forty. Um, so I caught the bottom in this one. I had sold it higher, obviously. I sold it a couple of times and then I exited completely. And um, I've rebought the stock that I originally bought around forty-one or forty-two dollars. I've had some luck with this one before. Um just timing right. So I've timed the purchase right now. Again, am I gonna stick around too long? It's gonna warn and gap down ten dollars on me. It's possible, but I didn't put it on for a trade, I put it on for a long term investment. I've timed that one pretty good. We'll see what happens. It's forty four eighty five. Um, my price target on this, you know, eventually would be sixty again. I don't know if it's gonna get there anytime soon though.
3: Yeah, well first eight for me I'm just looking really short term here and uh you know someone's lurking there at uh, 45 they were lurking there a couple days ago 4502 Things kind of open up if you can clear 45. I don't know why it's trading. Once again, it's trading up more on a percentage basis uh, than the market. Uh, people are feeling good about tech stocks, but uh, chips you know, are
2: up big today. Chips the are up. Chips, yep, are, chips up are up big today. Taiwan Semiconductor is up 4%. A little bit know. of a driver here today, too. <laughs> and the chips are all up pretty big this morning. Chips are having wow. a really good
3: morning. Yeah. Uh, just be careful if you do blast through 45 on this one and then you come, you come back down. Uh, then you know maybe if you want to pick it up on the cheap marvel uh what's the close maybe look at the closing price but uh are wide open over 45. We'll, we'll see if uh see if we can get above it and hold the close is down at 4.382 i don't know if you're going to see that today
1: uh Samsung's earnings came in line um, so that might be why you're seeing also the semiconductors up is Samsung numbers coming in line after warning from you know micron Uh better than expected there uh in their earnings i did see uh cleveland cliff that has been fallen off a cliff mentioned in the chat so uh let's see if it's it hit the bottom did it hit the floor oh boy oh boy has really, it oversold. Uh, really, wow.
2: really 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 oversold yeah with that being said we just gave the recession talk. This is a recession stock as well. And we've seen the way steel has been killed. If I was buying a steel stock, I'd stick with Kramer. I'd stick with Nucor. I still own a piece of my Nucor. I sold two-thirds of the position up at 170. I wish I would have sold the whole damn thing. Yeah, core. wow. Um, you would look
3: bad for about a day on that one. I looked huh? bad
2: for a day because the next day it went to 185. I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> and then it collapsed. Um. so it was a day early I'm usually early man that's me that's my problem 22
1: years of trading I'm I mentioned it early. yesterday you remember Dennis I mentioned it what was that that you're about usually two to three weeks early yeah but... on, on swing trades I'm a couple weeks early the investing <laughs> I'm
2: sometimes a couple <laughs> years early <laughs> and the day trading I'm usually an hour or two early so I'm usually early so, but I usually you know for the most part hey. I've had some success I'll tell you several. one thing I'm Dennis. usually
1: early I'd rather be early than late because late is, late just is sucks bad late is bad
2: you're exactly right you don't want to be late <laughs> i'm buying and going all in on commodities i'm buying my ExxonMobil at a hundred dollars because this commodity trade i got grandma coming into the bank and my son-in-law says silver is gonna go up forever i'm gonna buy all my slv at 47
3: that's late there's an institutional institutional buyers under 15 right one two three four five okay. lows in that area so you know there's your support there's there's what you're leaning on uh, Mm -hmm. up 54 cents clear. I mean, if you can show a bit above 16, you got some, you know, things open up from 16 to 17, but once again, I mean, the market has come off the low and this thing is just kind of blah. So, um, you know, the only thing you can do is uh, lean on the low of the move or that whole 15 area. That's where the, uh, the big boys have been stepping up. If it's just, find it at 14 and a half and flipping it out at 16 and moving on. That could be the trade, but uh, CLF uh, trading up nicely this morning.
2: I want to say Bitcoin. If you and I am starting to get a little bit ARKK bullish, Bitcoin fits that category. We have not really seen much of a rally in Bitcoin here yet, hanging around 20,000, but trying to hold that level so far so good. Yeah. Um, I just say like at this moment in time, if I was short any type of Bitcoin instrument, I would be covering. So I'm not saying Bitcoin's going to rip, you know, and it's, you know, I'm sticking in the long-term account, but I think the time to be short any crypto stuff is past us for now. Not saying long-term, I still, you know, I'm skeptical of everything crypto, but we've sold off significantly. They're talking about the crypto winner on CNBC. Um, The crypto winner on CNBC has already happened. I mean, Bitcoin went from 30,000 to 20,000. It felt like in a week. It's so just scary.
0: It, it's, it's also school. also
1: to the kind i mean at least to, I, I think it still has room to come down because of what's been going on in the environment though with all the platforms right that's
2: all scary stuff but who's i think who's gonna a lot go of into that,
1: buying into a platform right now
2: i'm not buying in any of that stuff i'm just talking <laughs> just bitcoin not fun yeah, coins, yeah but bitcoin is in all these right voyagers or any other probe we're sending to mars or wherever i'm not talking any of that stuff i'm talking just Bitcoin. Bitcoin has sold off substantially, sixty thousand to twenty thousand. I'm not saying this is the time to stick it in your long-term account. I'm just saying, if you've been short or if you've been bearish crypto, I think there's a relief rally in store here in Bitcoin. Just my opinion.
1: Well, you're on Kramer's opinion. Kramer jumped on that yesterday. I just want to let you know. Did
2: he say? Did he go bullish?
1: a little bit yeah he oh did.
2: gosh now I want to take everything back
1: yeah that's why I was scared I was like yeah I'm not <laughs> jumping on that <laughs> train you could you, you and Kramer could be on that one I'll be on, on, the the same team. Sometimes I'm on the
2: same team sometimes I'm on the same opinion of Kramer hey. I don't know it usually doesn't work out when me and Kramer are on the same side though so be cautious then
1: we'll see what happens I did want to let you guys know uh Joel it looks like uh pre-market prep you plus uh will be out today and tomorrow Yep, back on Monday. That.
3: But uh everyone, uh, let's keep an eye on yesterday's high seventy-five. That that'd be a yeah. target. And then uh someone asked for a short-term target in Apple and boom, what we have going on. Let's just see the, the pre-market high today. Uh is oh, a wrong chart. Sorry, I should have had this pulled up first. Huh? It's something's going on at 143 and a half, but uh, you know, see if you can get a look at yesterday's high, 144.12, established. Ooh, a lot of highs in this area. Keep an eye on 144. Everyone, have a good day.
1: All right, we'll have a good day. Have a great one, Joel. Kill it like always, and Dennis, go get it. Is we'll see if uh, by the dip is back. We'll see if yeah, we can big big
2: number tomorrow. So we're gonna get some, you know, some a big number again tomorrow there, but the big number still Wednesday. we'll have that
1: wednesday 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 uh, cpi will be coming out of course that will be on everyone's radar today don't miss it guys 1 p.m eastern bullard will be speaking we'll see what happens there does the market get bullard We'll talk about that, of course, coming on up on multiple shows, either stock market movers, um, but that will be going on right when he's speaking. So that's going to be interesting to watch the tape. Then I'll see you guys on live trading. Lord Ryan and Zunaid are back. So definitely smash the thumbs on up. Come on over to live trading. Let's see if we're able to get into the green today. What do you guys think out there? Hit the like.